From the Markets section of the Wall Street Journal, Junk Bonds Stagger as Funds Flee, by Matt Wirtz, Mike Cherney, and Corey Drebish. Traders and regulators have fretted for more than a year that mayhem might ensue if U.S. mutual funds sought to sell rarely traded bond investments. After junk bond prices posted their largest drop since 2011 on Friday, investors say they are bracing for another difficult week likely featuring hectic trading and large splits between buy and sell orders. Gaps as wide as 10% between the price bondholders are willing to accept and buyers are willing to pay are likely to be commonplace until at least the conclusion of the Federal Reserve's two-day meeting Wednesday, hedge fund and mutual fund managers said. The worst selling lately has hit bonds of especially risky or distressed companies, reflecting the turmoil at the Third Avenue-focused credit fund, the junk bond fund that shook markets when it halted investors' withdrawals last week, they said. But some traders were focusing on large price declines in the securities of firms that are rated well above distressed levels, which they took as an unwelcome sign that some investors were selling stronger securities to raise cash. John Sablowski, head of trading at Brownstone Investment Group, a fixed-income investment firm, pointed to the declines in debt of telecommunications provider Frontier Communications Corp. and packaging firm Ball Corp., A Frontier bond fell 2.75 cents to 93.25 cents on the dollar, according to Market Access. A Ball bond fell 2.6 cents to 99.35. The declines were a little more aggressive than I would have expected, Mr. Sablowski said. It was a pretty good reversal from what happened on Thursday, when the market appeared to stabilize after a week-long rout driven by a plunge in oil prices. A hedge fund manager said he tried Friday morning to sell loans issued by Clear Channel Communications, now known as iHeartMedia Inc., one of the Third Avenue Fund's largest holdings, at 71 cents on the dollar, the price Wall Street traders quoted him. No buyers materialized until late afternoon when he received a single bid at 64 cents on the dollar, an offer he refused. Declines in the prices of investment-grade corporate bonds, especially those of commodity-linked firms like Anadarko Petroleum Corp. and Freeport McMoran Inc., caught investors' attention. Anadarko, whose debt is rated triple B, fell 2 cents to 86.2 cents, Freeport, with bonds rated triple B minus, the lowest investment grade, fell 2.5 cents to 58 cents. The deterioration in higher rated corporate bonds bodes poorly for stocks, which reside next to junk bonds on the investment risk spectrum and offer fewer protections to investors in a downturn. If it's got any hair on it, it's got no buyer, says Sandy Rufinacht, founder of Three Peaks Capital Management LLC, who runs one of the best performing junk bond funds this year. Mr. Rufinock said the declines were exacerbated by the absence of large banks, whose trading has been curtailed by new regulations that make holding bonds costlier. He turned bearish on high-yield debt two years ago. The junk bond tremors come at an inconvenient time for the Federal Reserve, which is expected to raise short-term U.S. interest rates for the first time since 2006, following its meeting Tuesday and Wednesday. The yield spread between junk bonds and safe-haven U.S. Treasuries, a widely watched metric reflecting the perceived risk of holding lower-rated debt, surged to 6.72 percentage points Friday, up from 6 points a week earlier and 4.83 points at the start of 2015. The latest spread readings are considerably higher than at the start of any of the previous three Fed rate-tightening cycles, a contrast that is likely to concern policymakers given the junk bond market's reputation for predicting economic downturns. At the same time, U.S. stocks have largely avoided the worst selling, even after the Dow Industrials declined 1.8% on Friday. The Dow is down 3.1% this year, but is only 5.7% below its all-time high set in May. The equity market has run up and the economic growth hasn't manifested itself, Mr. Rufinock says. That puts the Fed in a tough position.
The downturn hasn't rattled everyone. Some analysts say U.S. economic fundamentals remain healthy, so it is imprudent to quickly move in or out of positions. Jeff Feldman, owner of Rochester Financial Services in Pittsburgh, New York, has about one-third of his clients' 40% fixed-income stake in higher-yielding bond funds, including mainstay high-yield corporate bond fund. He said he has seen situations like this before, such as in 2014. The default rate on double-B bonds is still quite low, and the economy is doing fine, so this is probably a buying opportunity, he said, referring to defaults on some of the highest-rated non-investment-grade debt. He added it could be risky to buy right now due to the panicked state of the market. Others said they had been preparing for junk markets to seize up. Brian Kloss, a portfolio manager at Brandywine Global Investment Management, said his firm bought higher-rated junk bonds and sold lower-rated ones over the past year, in part due to concerns that lower-quality firms would be more difficult to trade during periods of market stress.